Right here in Arizona, Northwest Airlines Flight 225 crashed. All 155 people were killed. One survivor, a four-year-old girl by the name of Cecilia, right here from Tempe, Arizona. That's her picture you see on the screen. News accounts say the rescuers found Cecilia, but they did not believe that she was on the plane. The investigators first assumed that she was a passenger in one of the cars that were on the highway where the airliner crashed. But when the passenger register of the flight was checked, Cecilia's name was there. And then it goes on to expound how she survived. Even as the plane was falling, Cecilia's mother unbuckled her own belt got down on her knees in front of her daughter, wrapped her arms and body around Cecilia, and then would not let her go. You see, in that mom's heart, in that mom's mind, nothing could separate that child from her mother's love. Tragedy, disaster, the fall nor the flames. Kind of takes us to Romans 8, doesn't it? Where neither height nor depth nor life nor death, anything else can separate us from the love of our Savior. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Centers or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Now with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. I remember when my oldest, man, that sounds so old to say my oldest, who before I know it will be, on, will be 40. When she first moved out, I remember looking in her room and crying, just saying, where did it all go? There's some of you, your children have graduated this week. College, where did it all go? High school, where did it all go? And all of a sudden, we look at that child in the crib and say, oh, God, it's going to go by so fast. But I want to take a few minutes today, and I want to talk about the journey that's going to get it there. Oh, not the be gone part, but what the little girl at the end said. Mom, you have already gave me everything for life. Because ultimately, that's what we're doing, isn't it? Moms, God has given you a grace 
that nobody else has. I don't care, husband, we got grace for different things, but there's something about a mom. Genesis 2, so the Lord God caused man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he slept, the Lord took a rib from his side and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made. I want you to underline that word made. Because when you go back into the original Hebrew, it gives the inference that he formed and reformed. The Bible says God just made man out of the dust of the earth. Boom, there he is. Hi. But woman, he formed reformed, shaped, and Genesis 3 tells us why. Why did God take the extra time? Because she would be the mother of all living. Gentlemen, without her, there'd be no you. I mean... We got the big thing in the Supreme Court right now, whether marriage between a man and a man or a woman and a woman is good. Just natural reality says it's not. Why? Because God created man and woman to multiply. And man and man can't multiply. Woman and woman can't multiply. There's a sole purpose that God made on this earth. God created the woman to be the vessel that would bring his glory into creation. He didn't just say, beam me down, Scotty, and there Jesus was. The Bible says the Holy Spirit moved upon Mary, and she conceived. God gives a special grace to a woman. Because through her, life comes. Am I making sense this morning? And listen to what it says in Proverbs 18. The man who finds a wife finds a treasure. I've scoured Genesis Revelation. It does not say that about the woman who finds a man. Hey, guys, I'm a dude. I'd like to see that, but I can't find it. The man who finds a wife finds a treasure. And look at this. And he receives favor from the Lord. God calls her a treasure. We call her mom. God created the woman. And it wasn't just because man needed a companion. It was just, it was because man needed, the Bible calls her a helpmeet. More reality and assistance or an assurance in his life. Can I tell you one of the greatest things that my wife ever does in her life? Is she says something that builds me up. She says something that encourages me. She says something that lifts me just a little bit. I don't need money. I don't need things. I don't need possessions. I, don't need, I, I just need that 
grace that God bestows upon her to be given to me through a word, through a gesture. Let me give you a a picture. She was made out of his rib, not out of his head to surpass him, nor out of his feet to be trampled on by him, but from his side to be equal to him and near his heart to be dearest to him. See, gentlemen, our wives are a lot more of an assistance and assurance than we give her credit. We come home at the end of a day and us like big boys, we just kind of want to kick our shoes off and rest. Well, she may come home out, out of the same kind of day. She may work her eight to five, her six to seven, her whatever. And we don't look to her to assist. We look for her for assistance. There's a grace that God places upon a woman. Many households in today's society would not even exist if it were not for the working mother. Oh, gosh, what a redundant statement. What an oxymoron, as if she doesn't work, even if she doesn't have a job. One man said that a man's work is from sun to sun, but a woman's work is never done. And you see, that's the picture of this one that we call mom. Irma Bombeck, some of us that are a little older remember her. She had a column in many of the newspapers in the country. She put an article in there once many, many years ago, and I wanted to include that article in today's message. It's a picture of God creating woman and the angels watching on. I left it in your notes because I thought it was just a great story but I want to read it to you if I may. By the time the Lord made mothers, it was the sixth day of working overtime. The angel appeared saying, why are you spending so much time on this one? Remember that word made means he created, recreated, formed, reformed. Why are you spending so much time on this one? And the Lord answered and said, have you seen the spec sheet on her? She has to be completely washable, but not plastic. She has over 200 movable parts, and all of them have to be replaceable, and she runs simply on black coffee and leftovers. She has a lap that's got to be able to hold three children at one time and completely disappear when she stands up. And a kiss that can cure everything from a scraped knee to a broken heart. And that's not it. She's going to have six pair of hands. The angel said, six pair of hands? No way. And the Lord replied, oh, it's not the hands that are the problem. It's the three pair of eyes that I had to instill in her. One pair to see through the closed doors that asked the kids, what are you doing in there? And another pair in the back of her head that sees what she shouldn't see because she shouldn't know. And, of course, there's the eyes in front of her. When the child goofs up, 
that sees and simply says, I understand and I love you without ever uttering a single word. Well, with this, the angel tried to stop the Lord and said, Lord, this is, this is too much work for one day. Wait until tomorrow to finish it. And the Lord responded and said, I, I can't. I'm so close to finishing a creation that is the epitome of my heart. She already heals herself when she's sick. And she can feed a family of six on a pound of hamburger and can get a nine-year-old to stand up in the shower. The angel moved closer and touched the woman. But Lord, you've made her so soft. And the Lord said, yeah, she is soft. But I've also made her tough. You have no idea what she can endure or accomplish. Gentlemen, that's the place to say amen. Will she be able to think? The Lord replied, not only be able to think, but she'll be able to reason. She'll be able to negotiate. Then the angel noticed something and reached out and touched the woman's cheek. Oops, the angel said. It looks like this model has a leak. I told you you were trying to put too much into this one. And the Lord responded, that's not a leak. That's a tear. And the angel asked, what is the tear for? And the Lord said, it's her way of expressing joy, sorrow, disappointment, pain, loneliness, grief, pride. And then he said, but I didn't put it there. The world put it there. Society put it there. Love puts it there. At the end, the angel, so impressed, said, Lord, you're a genius. And might I say with the angel, this woman is amazing. I hope you husbands just reached out and squeezed your wife's hand. God calls her protector. And yes, God calls her provider. We think we make the bread and butter, guys. But she's the one that turns it into bread and butter. My wife is so amazingly incredible. I still can't understand how she can turn a dollar into a hundred every time I turn around. Yet God immediately stops me and says, it's called my grace. It's my grace working in her. Can I tell you something? And I made this statement earlier. The moment a child is born, that's when a mother's born. She's not a mother until that child comes into existence. But the moment she becomes pregnant, the moment she brings life into the world, that's when motherhood exists. She was a woman before and a mother now. It's something brand new. And it's brand new every single moment of every single day. Proverbs 31 says it this way. When she speaks, her words are wise. When she gives instructions with kindness, 
She carefully watches everything in the household, and she suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her, and her husband praises her in the gates. This is the picture of provider and protector, yet we call her mom. I guess I couldn't expound greater than a tragedy that happened some 40 years ago, excuse me, some 20 years ago, August 16th, 1987, that would give you the picture of how much she provides and protects. Right here in Arizona, Northwest Airlines Flight 225 crashed. All 155 people were killed. One survivor, a four-year-old girl by the name of Cecilia, right here from Tempe, Arizona. That's her picture you see on the screen. News accounts say the rescuers found Cecilia, but they did not believe that she was on the plane. The investigators first assumed that she was a passenger in one of the cars that were on the highway where the airliner crashed. But when the passenger register of the flight was checked, Cecilia's name was there. And then it goes on to expound how she survived. Even as the plane was falling, Cecilia's mother unbuckled her own belt got down on her knees in front of her daughter, wrapped her arms and body around Cecilia, and then would not let her go. You see, in that mom's heart, in that mom's mind, nothing could separate that child from her mother's love. Tragedy, disaster, the fall nor the flames kind of takes us to Romans 8, doesn't it? Where neither height nor depth nor life nor death, anything else can separate us from the love of our Savior. This mom basically became the provider and protector for this little girl. And out of 155 people on that plane, she alone survived. And that's the picture of Cecilia. You see, the Bible says that Jesus left heaven, lowered himself to earth, became one of us, and then covered us with the sacrifice of his own body that we could have eternal life. Is that the picture of love? Is that the picture? I think of the grace he placed in a mom. Kind of on a funnier note, 15-year-old boy, and all of us have been there, guys. He gets hungry, and all of a sudden, he comes upstairs and finds mom in bed. And he's perplexed. He's concerned. Mom, are you sick or something? Well, as a matter of fact, the mom replied, I'm, I am not feeling really well. And the boy was exasperated. He said, Mom, I'm, I'm really sorrow. And then he furrowed his brow, and after a brief pause, he added, he said, Mom, don't worry about dinner. I'm getting pretty big now. I'll be happy to carry you down to the stove. (laughs) Mom's the one that sits down at the table and it's time for dessert. The pie has four slices, but there's five hungry people. And all of a sudden, Mom remembers she really doesn't like pie. 
Am I drawing a picture of this incredible person we call mom? Lastly, this morning and quickly, God calls her courageous. We call her mom. There was a story told about a thunderous evening where there's great thunderstorms going on outside and mom was tucking all the kids in and she tucked her little boy in to bed. She was about to turn off the light when the little boy with tremor in his voice said, Mommy, will, will you sleep with me tonight? The mother smiled and gave him a reassuring hug and she said, I can't, dear. I have to sleep with your daddy. She started to walk out of the room and she overheard after a long silence the shaky little boy say, the big sissy. <laughs> you see, in an instant, the instinct of a woman to love most her own child, to do anything and everything, is expressed. And then she gets around another child, and that instinct just swells up again. And they'll do anything to protect and to provide. I'm taken back to the book of Esther. We know Esther. Especially during Passover and during Purim and, and during Jewish festivals of this time of year. Esther was the queen who stood up to the king. Mordecai, her uncle, came to her after a decree was signed that all of the Jews of the land were to be destroyed. Mordecai came to her in Esther 4 and said, don't think for a moment just because you're in this palace you're going to escape what's going to happen to all the Jews. If you keep quiet at this time, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your relatives will die. Can I tell you something? A mom knows when to keep quiet and not to keep quiet. And when it comes to the providing and protecting and courage, quiet is something she doesn't do well. There was a presidential candidate, you like her, you don't like her, is regardless. But she said if you deal with one of her kids, she's going to become Mama Bear real quick. And that's the way it is with every mom. You don't mess with her kids. You don't mess with her husband. You think messing with me is bad. Try to mess with me and watch what she do to you. And the same thing with you as a wife. Because you have this grace inside of you. Mordecai said, who knows if perhaps for a time like this, you have become queen. Esther replied and said, please go tell the people to fast for me. Don't eat and drink for three days, day or night. My maids and I will do exactly the same. And then, though it's against the law for her to go to the king without being summoned, she said, I will go to him. And look at the statement. She said, if I must die, I must die. There's a grace given to a mom. There's a grace given 
to motherhood. You say, well, this doesn't show the picture of Esther as the mother. Oh, yes, it does. All the living was dependent upon her decision. A little girl was asked one time, where's your home? Her response was very succinct, where my mom is. I'm going to read this true story that happened so many years ago as the worship team comes. World War II and the Holocaust. It's a gripping story, but I couldn't find something that would better articulate motherhood. Solomon Rosenberg, his wife, their two sons, his mother and father were arrested and taken to the Nazi concentration camp. In the labor camp, the rules were very simple. As long as you could do your work, as long as you could accomplish the task before you, you're permitted to live. When you're too weak to work, you'll be exterminated. Rosenberg watched his mother and father immediately marched off to their deaths and knew that the youngest son would soon follow because he was very frail. Every evening as they came back from their task to the barracks, the father would search the faces until he found his family. Then they would come together and they would thank God for another day of life. One day, Solomon came back and didn't see the familiar faces. He finally discovered his oldest son Joshua huddled in a corner weeping and praying. And he said, Josh, Josh, tell me, it's not true. And Joshua turned to him and said, Papa, it's true. Today David couldn't do the work, so they came for him. And then Solomon asked, but where's your mother? And the little boy said, Papa, when they came for David, he was afraid and started crying. Mama said, there's nothing to be afraid of. I'll go with you. She did. For her son, she gave it all. Ladies and gentlemen, moms, this is your day. You are the one that enable us to be all we can be, even if it costs you all you'll ever be. And for that, thank you. Thank you, Mom. Thank you so much. This is your day. The God of all grace makes sure that you're blessed and you're covered. I wonder today if you realized that you were that important. That you realized that you made that much different in lives. You do mine. I work with moms every day. Situations, circumstances. Sometimes it's just praying. When their little boy or their little girl goes through something. 
when their husband, when their job. Pastor, what do I do? What do I do about that? What do I do about this? Sometimes I don't have a single thing to, to give but prayer. But the truth is, when the dust all settles, if it wasn't for you, there'd be no me. If it wasn't for your strength every day, Mom. And I want you to hear me, dads. Yeah, we, we bring home the bacon. But they do too. We take care of the home. But they do too. We're the ones that bring stability. But they do too. And if I without bias can say I actually think they do more than we do I thank you moms every day do and face understand and overcome things that we don't have a clue for and you know why you can because of the grace that God places in motherhood because of that grace. Today was a very simple message. But the truth is, it's your day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. I'm Joe Harding. For Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Centers, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.